Welcome back to another episode of Life with Your Dog. My name is Panos and today we're going to be talking about yard maintenance. So it's spring for us here in Australia, so it is a little bit more activeness inside the backyard. It doesn't mean that we haven't been utilizing the yard um, throughout the winter, but naturally as the sun's out and it's warmer and it's nicer, we're spending more time outside, things start to grow a lot quicker. So a um, few things that we should mention that you may or may not be doing couple little tips and you'll be surprised how many people don't really look after their yard to the best of their ability and that would disadvantage you, your dog and your neighbors and your family. So a few things that we're going to consider. Now, number one, we're going to talk about poo. It's um, something that every single one of you that are listening have to deal with one way or another. And um, again, this is for yard maintenance. So this isn't really applicable to apartment living, but maybe it is. So um, inside your backyard, you're gonna have a lot of shit everywhere and you need to be able to um, store that and remove it off your property um, appropriately. So there's a few things. Now, number one, you need a poop scoop. A poop scoop is probably like the most important (laughs) tool that you have in the backyard when it comes to picking up poo. And for me, I wouldn't use anything else except for a poop scoop. It just makes sense. I don't have to bend over. I don't have to use plastic bags. I'm not using shovels. I'm not using brooms. I'm not... The amount of different methods that I've seen being in people's backyards, I'm not judging, but the observations that I make, it blows my mind how much of a preparation that has to be done just to pick up some poo. If you see some poo in the backyard, it should be as easy as getting the poop scoop, scooping the poop up, and then getting rid of it. Now I'm going to talk that next about where do we get rid of it. Don't put the poo inside of your actual council bin that's going to go out into the street for a few reasons. Number one, every single time you walk past that bin, it's going to be rancid and gross. And also you're going there more frequently to be putting your general waste in. And then your bin starts to stink, especially as it starts getting hotter and the maggots start to um, start to accumulate. And also generally, at my house anyway, the, the, the general waste bin is close enough that we don't have to do a massive mission to empty out the bins every single day. So I don't want any dog shit in there until it's like time for pickup. So what I do is I have a bin, just like an ordinary like um, laundry bin, and like you step on it so then the, the, the top pops up so I'm not ha- have to put my hands on, on the gross bin and it's lined with a garbage bag and I empty the poo in there. It's on the edge of my like on the edge of my shed, a way that no one has to come past it. It actually doesn't smell when you walk past it. Um, or if you're close to it, obviously, if you pop the lid up, you're going to smell it. But the reason why it doesn't smell so bad is because I use um, lime. So like lime as in like builder's lime. It's like a powdery substance you can get from the hardware store. For, I think I got 20 kilos of it for like 10 bucks. So it's pretty cheap. And a scoop of that and you chuck it on top of the shit when you um, have the bin closed means that a few things from what I looked up is that lime doesn't mask the odor. What it does is that it breaks everything down so that the thing that's responsible for the odor is neutralized or change its chemical composition. So it helps with like the mold that grows and, you know, it gets really gross inside of a bin, especially as it starts getting warmer inside these poo bins. But, um, but again, every time I, like every day when I pick up the shit or sometimes every second day when I dispose of it, um, usually I put a, a, a half a cup of that lime. I think gardener's, gardener's lime is better to my knowledge, but I've got a massive amount of builder's lime. does the same thing, but gardener's lime is better. So if you're going to get some, get gardener's lime from the hardware store. 
and also when it, I mean, when I have to dispose it on the day, um, so when it's like the night before beans have to go out into the street, I take a massive deep breath, I hold it, I have my gloves on, and I tie it up, and I walk to the bin, I dispose of it, take it out into the street, happy days, that way they, it's off, comes back, my bin doesn't smell too bad, just leave it open, um, if it does smell, and it's gone. So that's how I like to manage the, the shit in the backyard. If your dogs are pooing too close to where your like general entertainment area is, or where you're like, the, the immediacy of your backyard as soon as you walk out, like the closest part of the house. Um, if they are peeing and pooing that area, scatter feeding works really well. So scatter feed the food. And what I did when I first got um, chili, um, that he was um, urinating and pooing all in that, in my, like just as you come off the pavers in the backyard. So I'd scatter feed. I scatter feed there for about a month. And I noticed that all of the peas and poos happened in the back, back of the backyard. For more toilet training tips and ideas, just um, type in toilet training in our podcast and there was an episode that came up. It wasn't numbered, but it's called toilet training. Check that out and that will give you more advice about that. Um, Everybody, well, a lot of people complain about hole digging. There is an episode as well about how to manage and, and deal with digging of holes, so check that out. But if your dog does dig a hole from time to time, the most important thing you gotta do is straight away just fill it back in and if you can, like find the grass that's been knocked out, put it put it in there. Otherwise, you want to um, just fill it back up and then like just chuck some water on it or something. And the point point of that is that you don't want to have mounds and ditches all in your backyard. Or over time, if there's one hole that kind of gets too big, that dirt gets scattered around so far that now your kind of your lawn starts to look dodgy and makes us very upset. I have a little bit of experience in um, in horticulture and um, in many different ways as I was a groundsman for a couple of years so I do have a little bit of tips and tricks and I do have a bit of a green thumb myself so basically you want to have nice grass as my as best as it can especially if you do have multiple dogs and high energy dogs that are running around your backyard it can be pretty hard Um, but our yard's looking pretty good making sure that you're always cutting the grass keeping the grass short because fleas do like to live in longer grass so you have longer grass and like weeds everywhere in the backyard then you have more parasites as well as it's untidy and your dogs, I guess, would be generally um, probably loving life. The fact that there's, there's more grass for them to play in, but it just isn't really good, especially for the fleas. So make sure that you, you keep your grass short, you keep watering it so that it doesn't have that ammonia smell and the, and, the, and the urine starts to burn the grass. So, you know, especially as it starts getting warmer, just every second day, just put the sprinkler on and just let, your, let the, um, the grass get a good drink. And I just um, f- fed my grass as well. So I just use like sea salt, which is like an organic sort of um, seaweed mixture. And it's good for the grass, keeps it well fed. So just look after, you know, just general care. I didn't let the dogs walk on it for, until it dried up for like half the day. And that way they're, I don't, I don't think it's toxic and I think it's pretty safe. But again, you just got to maintain your stuff, right? If you have nice grass growing, making sure that you... If, if there was a hole that's dug, rather, making sure that you have something to cover on top of that grass, something that I forgot to mention. So um, maybe like a little grate or, or like a bit of chicken wire and kind of peg it down. Just let the grass grow again and then remove it again. Again, that's what I like to do. I'm just sharing some tips here so that way there your your yard can be nice as well. Now, in my area, I think we have done an episode about flies or something about flies really annoying me because every summer we have a fly issue. Now, my yard is pretty clean um, and... It's just the area being near the beach. We do have a lot of 
I guess they're sand flies and these sand flies will bite my dog's ears and actually like open their wounds as long as we're like not looking after it. So to manage flies, if you have a fly issue in your backyard, especially over the summer, first of all, of course, all the things that I've mentioned, um, make sure that your grass is short, you're picking up your poo every single day. And um, because some people only do it once a week and flies will make like lay their eggs inside the shit and then that's how you make more flies so making sure that the poo's like allocated and put away and again when the lime powder's on top of it no maggots grow inside of my my poo bin especially in, in the middle of the summer oh and also with that poo bin make sure it's in the shade somewhere and not in the direct sunlight because that could be gross um so with the flies we just use fly traps it's basically a, a container with a couple of holes on it so when the flies and inside of it has like a it's a packet that they that you purchase from from the hardware store and it's like a bone broth sort of mixture you put it in there you mix it around turns green um, the flies get attracted to it from the smell and i guess the look of it and as they go in there um i guess they have a little bit of a drink maybe and then they can't figure their way out as well so because they can't figure their way out they all get trapped in there the thing gets rancid and gross but it's a great way to capture the flies and making sure that it's close enough to your where your dogs are but not too close because it stinks so that way the flies are more attracted there than to your dogs we use um a spray called repelex so spraying that on their beds and on the dogs in like the really bad times of, fl of flies and that citronella base sort of that citronella base product will repel the flies and it works really well and i'll put a little bit of that on, on the dog's ears otherwise we will use um vaseline with a couple of drops of citronella oil and that will cover the dog's ears so that the flies can't bite bite them and it repels them as well and if they have a bit of a fly bite then the vaseline will help it heal and um, will hopefully makes it heal so the flies don't keep attacking it it's a pretty stressful situation um for a couple of months in summer on our end especially um with our dogs like so Nookie, she's a little white dog. She doesn't get affected at all. Um, I guess her hair's longer and, and they can't get to her skin. But with spades and, and with chili, like they'll get pretty bad fly bites. It's very susceptible in German shepherds as well, like really bad. So having general cleanliness, making sure everything's swept up and, you know, you're just generally, you know, looking after all of your things, making sure that, you know, there's not... Um, an infestation of mice, you know, with like old leftover dog food sitting in the laundry, you know, um, there's, there's little things that we have to be mindful of, you know, when a good spring clean is important, go through all of your stuff, just make sure you don't have a, like, for example, and I'll expose um, something that was happening in, at my yard and I'm pretty sure I've, ex um, I've expressed this here on the podcast. So when the tomatoes were growing, so with my, my veggies and with like, and I don't have heaps of veggies growing, but when my tomatoes are growing and when I have other herbs, I've sectioned all that off with star pickets and chicken wire. So that way there, the dogs can't get into it. It's high enough so I can still reach over and still do things. And I have a couple of spots where I can open it up and actually walk in there if I need to, you know, um, do whatever I need to do. And the tomato bush grows quite large. And before we had chili, because they don't really have much of an issue anymore since he's like on patrol in the backyard at nighttime, but the rats would come and steal the tomatoes and then you'd see like lots of tomatoes like being eaten up and then a lot of them we couldn't use because of course the the rats were in contact with them so um but now since having chili he like chases them down and we don't have that much of our yield taken to to rats so that's pretty cool so um but one day when i was removing the couch because i had a couch in the back of my dog yard like in, in the yard where the dogs were allowed especially when we we're looking after them under the shelter there was a couch where the dogs can like play on and rest and do whatever and we'd go out there and chill out but when i was removing it there was a whole lot of rat poo and 
tomato skins underneath that. So not only was I feeding the rats, but I was accommodating them by giving them a shelter to be away from the dogs to eat their tucker. So, um, so making sure that, you know, you're just looking after your stuff. And, you know, for me, it was, you know, I guess I wasn't thinking about that, but it obviously it was a situation. So then after I found that out, anywhere, my, every single square inch of my yard was, was scoured and I make sure I just went through everything, cleared everything out, get rid of all the stuff underneath the dog yard and underneath the, um, behind your shed, clear everything out, make sure everything's cool. There's no toxic weeds or plants that are growing that your dog can ingest or have an allergic reaction to and look that up of what that looks like, you know, and giving yourself an excuse to make sure your yard's clean and that you have put a little bit of love and attention into your backyard. I think he's nice as well. Like I know I can pay somebody to cut my grass, but I think me doing it myself, I enjoy it. It's quite meditative to be in the yard and just kind of clean it. And this is on my mind because I spent all of my Sunday basically in the backyard and just doing everything that needed to be done and just general maintenance and a few extra things that I've left a little bit too long makes you feel connected to your backyard, makes you feel connected to the space that you're in. So um, I encourage you to make sure that it's safe and clean and nice this summer coming if you guys are on the Southern Hemisphere. And even if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, it's a good time as you're coming into winter to kind of clear things out. So that way that things don't accumulate and you forget about them when it comes time to spending time outdoors and back outdoors in your backyard again. So, um, and remember, you're, if your dogs are living in the backyard, then they're living there and you want to make sure things are all squared away. And if you're not maintaining it, you don't know if there's a crack in the fence or behind that section, there was a bit of an, um, a, you know, maybe it got weathered and now thing there's a hole under the um, inside. Sorry, there's a hole on the fence underneath where your dog can kind of get under or the neighbor's dog's been working at it, trying to get in. So if you're not connected and, you know, maybe use this as a prompt to go into your backyard now when you get home and have a little general look around, keep everything clean and... Make sure that your dogs are safe. I hope today's episode has served you well. And please tell a friend about our podcast and share the love on Instagram or even through um, any dog groups that you're a part of. You know, sharing the love is always really important for us. The more people they get to listen, the more people that we get to serve. And um, I hope you guys are having a great day or a great evening. And until next time, have a good one. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Please share with your friends if you're enjoying our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Life With Your Dog Podcast. My name's Panos, and to keep up with my dog training adventures, tips and techniques, you can find me on Instagram at np underscore dog underscore training, my website, npdogtraining.com, or my YouTube channel, Nutris Pooches. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Luke. If you'd like to find out more about my dog training services, you can find me at www.kizuna, that's K-I-Z-U-N-A, canine, dot uh, I'm also on Instagram at kizuna canine training. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.